Hi, Ivy. Hey, Kate. Well, we're going on a road trip. And where are we going? We are going to go to Sonoma County. Hmm, sounds fun. Serene vistas, a little wine tasting maybe? Well, maybe that too, but no, we are going to see Catlin Tucker's classroom. One of my favorite people, especially after seeing her at the Literacy Conference. I've been dying to see her classroom. She's got this whole thing with flexible furniture and station rotation, and she's like the guru of blended learning. I just listened to Anne Marie's interview with Catlin, and I am jealous that I wasn't there with you both. So I think I'm just going to have to, you know, send her a little tweet and ask that she uh, cordially invite us to visit her classroom. (laughs) I'm sorry you missed it. Welcome to Seeing USD Ed Chat, a podcast for educators and families. I am Ivy Ewell Eldridge. And I'm Kate Jackson. So Catlin Tucker uh, is a person who has truly exploded onto the scene of blended learning and ed tech. She's a Google certified teacher. She's a best-selling author, um, international speaker, avid blogger, and definitely an ed tech guru. Um, she currently teaches in Sonoma County, where she was named Teacher of the Year in 2010. In today's episode, our very own Anne-Marie Cortez sat down with Catlin Tucker shortly after her inspiring talk on blended learning at our annual CNUSD Literacy is Everywhere conference. We're very excited to be here at the CNUSD Literacy Conference, and I'm excited to be here. Would you mind just sharing with the listeners how your teaching practices have changed since you started teaching? They have changed so radically that this is a big question. When I came out of credential school, I was teaching very much in the same way that I was taught. I did a lot of kind of stand and deliver, kids did the same assignments, and it was really about seven years into my teaching career when I totally redefined my approach and it was really a product of I had taken a break to be on maternity leave and taught an online college level writing course and was really interested in the potential of online learning and then what would that look like if you wove it into my very low-tech classroom and so since that point it's been another seven eight years I've really been exploring how to use blended learning models station rotation flip classroom whole group rotation to really weave the best of online instruction and online learning with in-class face-to-face interactions and my goal now is really how do I place students at the center of learning and how do I personalize their learning path as much as possible, blending these two learning mediums together. And if anyone has ever been able to read your blog or hear you speak, um, we really appreciate the fact that you give a lot of practical strategies and resources and advice for implementing technology and teaching the Common Core standards. You're not afraid to experiment and then radically shift your classroom practices for the benefit of your students. What strategies or shifts do you feel have had the most impact on your students? I think redesigning a classroom with kids at the center is key. So whether that's me um, shifting instruction online with the flipped classroom model to create more time and space in the physical classroom Mm -hmm. for kids to work collaboratively, to research, to problem solve, to create things together, I think all of a sudden it really shifts them from this very passive mode as learners where they sit in a classroom and they listen and hopefully they retain something that they've heard into this much more active role as generators of information, collaborators, communicators. So 
anytime I'm able to use a, a technology tool or a blended learning strategy to really put the focus on them, I feel like that has a huge impact on their level of engagement, the quality of learning that's happening in the classroom. And you obviously are an advocate for blending learning, blended learning and flipping lessons. Why do you think it's important for teachers to at least start considering these new models of learning? I just think the one-size-fits-all classroom does not work. It doesn't work for the vast majority of kids. So our job, and, and it wasn't really possible before technology, it wasn't possible to personalize learning for every kid or even for groups of kids within your class. But now we have all these tools at our disposal, and when paired with these different strategies, they can be so powerful in allowing us to really meet kids where they're at. So if a student's struggling with reading, we can kind of craft a a practice or an engagement opportunity that really targets exactly where they're at with reading. And, and I think that that's our responsibility is to use these technology tools, use these strategies to figure out how do we personalize learning for kids so that we, we don't lose so many of them. Some educators are not ready or they may not, they feel they're not ready to flip their classrooms just yet because of the availability of technology in their classroom. Can you offer some suggestions or advice for these teachers on how they might utilize or begin to integrate technology into their classroom? There are always buts, like why we can't do certain things. And I think one of the things that teachers relate to when I'm talking with them is, I don't have a high-tech situation. My class has zero hardware in it. My, my students bring devices through the door and that's what we work with in real time. I tap into their connectivity at home to engage them online. And so I get that, you know, the lack of access is an issue, it's a concern, but for me, I, I would start the year with a technology survey. Who has okay. technology? Can you bring it to the classroom? If not, could you have access to it at home? Uh, I have my parents fill out a survey at back to school night, figure out exactly what the situation is. And then if it's just a handful of kids, you can troubleshoot with them mm -hmm. instead of saying, oh, I can't do this because some of my kids might not have access. Um, a, a big concern for teachers beyond access is, oh, but if I flip my classroom, what if kids don't do homework? Legitimate concern. There is no silver bullet for getting homework done. I would say combining the station rotation model where you have kids rotating through stations in the classroom with the flipped classroom can be incredibly powerful. So one of your online learning stations can be students listening, watching a video, taking notes, engaging with information online, and they still have control over the pace. They can pause the video, they can watch it, they can rewind, they can look up a word. So figuring out how to make it work in real time can be really helpful. Last issue I know for a lot of teachers is kind of a barrier is just like how much time is this going to take right. for me to record all these videos and for them I would say tap into online resources. Are you looking to flip, you know, you can flip videos on TED-Ed where there's a whole range of different videos where you don't have to create the content, the lessons built around it and just try it out. Dip your toe using ready to make or ready to use content and then if you really love it and kids are enjoying it then you can create your own videos and see how to make it work in the classroom. Um, you speak a lot about sort of redesigning the classroom experience and so you have a particular blog entry called classroom furniture does it impede or improve learning can you tell us about the initiative you're taking with your classroom furniture and your hope for your classroom now one of the things that's challenging about 
playing with all these blended models and putting students at the center of learning and having them move around a classroom is that furniture actually limits their movement, their ability to jump in and out of conversations, to collaborate with peers. And so for me, when I was thinking about next year, I was like, I want to ditch all my desks. I want to get rid of them. I want to redesign the space so that kids can, they can work individually. They can pair up. They can be in collaborative groups. And the, the furniture isn't going to get in their way, but it's going to help to foster that. And I think for me, it's really about you know, I have the pedagogy in place, like what I want to do and why I'm doing it, and how do I create a classroom space that really allows kids to design the environment for whatever activity or assignment or task they've been giving. Because just like a one-size-all lesson doesn't fit for every kid, uh, you know, the same furniture in every single classroom it doesn't actually make any sense given that the needs for different subjects are so wildly different. So I, you know, not getting support from my own district or money, but you know, reaching out and trying donors choose and like pulling in pieces and making do with some conventional furniture set up in kind of unconventional ways. At the end of each interview, we have a segment called Tomorrow, This Week, This Month. With the so many changes occurring in 21st century education and learning, what advice can you give to teachers or families to try tomorrow, to try this week, and to try this month? Well, for teachers, I would definitely say what you can do right now or tomorrow is get on social media. It can be any avenue you want. It could be Twitter, it could be Pinterest, it can be Facebook, but figure out how to connect with other educators teaching your similar subject area, your grade level. One of the things I say about Common Core, because Common Core is controversial, there's a lot of kind of conversations about it, but in this common language, we have the opportunity to share best practices, to learn from teachers all over the country, but we have to figure out how to connect. And it doesn't mean you have to be, you know, a constant tweeter and online all the time, but it does give you this opportunity to connect with people who are inspiring and doing interesting things. Um, and you know, as parents, we, so many parents see their kids in these spaces and even if it's just having a conversation, okay, you're using Snapchat all the time. Why are you doing that? What's the benefit? Um, kind of dipping your toe into understanding that space a little better. In terms of this week, I mean, for teachers, if you heard anything, whether it's via social media or going to PD or a presentation, what's one thing, one strategy, one tool you can investigate and then build an activity, a lesson around? And I warn teachers who are kind of new to tech, don't try to do it all at once. It's totally overwhelming. You'll crash and burn. You'll feel frustrated. Try that one tool, that one strategy that really spoke to you. Um, and then really over the course of the month, Try it and, and, and think about what's working and what's not and ask your kids, right? They're our customers and we hardly ever ask them, like, how is this working for you? What could we do better? And, and iterate, improve, and continue learning. And then a couple months down the line, pick up something else. Once you feel comfortable, you can add to that kind of growing technology tool belt that we, are, we should all kind of be creating. Okay, so I'm going to send that tweet now. Um, I'll take care of running the car. Um, you arrange the lodging. Perfect. I think I have a cousin. All We're right. Good. Sonoma County, here we come. I'm guessing we should probably wait for an invitation, but in the meantime, we'll just read a blog. And for all of our listeners out there, you can also find her at www.catlintucker.com or you can follow her on Twitter at Catlin Tucker or definitely pick up one of her books. Will do, Ivy. Thank you for listening to CNUSD Ed Chat. 
Whether you're a teacher, student, or parent, we implore you to check out our show notes page where you can find more information on Catlin Tucker and blended learning. This episode was written and produced by Anne-Marie Cortez, Kate Jackson, and me, Ivy Yule Eldridge, and edited by Kate Jackson and Kim Pucci. If you would like to comment on their podcast, go to cnusd.k12.ca.us slash edchat and be sure to follow them on Twitter and Facebook at CNUSD EdChat to let them know the topics you are interested in. If you enjoyed this episode, please help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. We greatly appreciate your support.